This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of a law. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Tiffany, and today I'm joined by Danielle, moderator, best friend, pal. <laughs> Extraordinary. Extraordinary, uh-huh. there she is. Um, Sal's actually away, guest um, appearing on another podcast. Oh, um, So know. he's physically not here to do it. So here we are. Uh, I figured we'd start the episode with a little Harbor Troll teaser, considering it's all about world building, <gasps> the best fictional worlds and universes, plus a little bit of talking about world building as a whole, mm. considering that we just, like, at least released the first episode of Harbor Patrol, which yeah. took place within the DC Universe, but we had a world build then. Mm-hmm. We'll talk a little bit about that. So, yeah. Um, I haven't done the Elseworlds <laughs> hosting <laughs> on my own, like, since the days like Ben and I did one together. Yeah, so, I remember that. Forgive me, yeah. I've done off the rack with Sal. Obviously, um, done <laughs> some um, other live shows, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give this a shot. We're gonna we're gonna see what's up in terms of world building. I think yeah. we have a little spoilers there with that um, with that intro, oh, yeah. like <laughs> splash screen as to what is on the list. Um, but we're gonna be talking about a few of our favorites. These aren't like our top ten or the best of yeah. or whatever. A few of our favorites because. Mm-hmm. World building exists in every form of media. Yes. In stories, of course, books, novels. Yep. You know, you look at things like Game of Thrones, incredible world building. Yep. yep. Um, you Even video games. Video games, comics, um, poetry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it yep. is everywhere. Mm-hmm. TV, movies, it's all over the place. But why don't we talk a little bit about just some of our favorites, maybe why, and then maybe we'll get into a little bit of like what our ideals are for world building. Because I think for a mm. lot of people, there are specific rules you should follow. Yes, yes. And for some people, I don't know if it always fits with the way that they like to tell a story. Because I know there are some people who definitely prefer a strong story to relying on the strength of world building. Yeah. Where some people feel like they need to have the world built out fully in order mm-hmm. to tell their story. Yeah. Um, so I have a feeling that we probably have a little bit of um, overlap, but we also probably have a little bit of each of those yeah, on our list. I just so. knowing you, knowing me, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Could be anything. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, do you? Want, I'm gonna let you go first. Give me, give me one off of your list. Oh, okay. So uh, what do you? What I do literally you got? have a list. Exactly. I oh, I should that. also say because Sal would say this too because I totally forgot oh, this. Yes. Yes. Um, that today's episode is brought to you today by Patreon. <gasps> Patreon.com slash comic pop. A place to go to help support comic pop. There's all sorts of tears over there. Oh, not, te- not, not tears. Not tears, but like <laughs> tears. tears. Um, are on there. Um, and Ooh. also by Super Chats, if you want to interact with us, the best way to do so is via the Super Chat. Yeah. As Sal would say. We'll answer your stuff and... Or, or whatever, I don't know. Or who so, knows? Yeah, let's... Uh, Let's get into this. All right. Oh yeah. So lay, okay. lay it on down for me, lady. Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go big. Okay, go big or go home. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna start off with Middle Earth. Middle Earth. Okay. Lord of the, the Rings. <laughs> that's a fair one. Yeah. Um, J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Master world builder. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it, as far as like 
learning how to build a world and needing like a really good solid example, I think he's probably one of the best. Okay. I have an unpopular opinion. Yeah, no, no. I absolutely. think yeah. he builds too much of a world. I agree. I think it's above and beyond. What you and, need. And I yeah. think to some people, it gives them the wrong idea on how to tell a story at times. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean his world isn't amazing. Yeah. And like not one of my favorite universes to visit to, you know, in the mindscape and also in the filmscape. Mm. Um, but honestly, I think too many people feel like if they don't have every piece of minutia planned out, they can't yeah. tell a story. Yes. Yes. I do agree on that. Um, yeah, I think he kind of went above and beyond on a lot of things, which maybe a, an editor, I don't know if he actually did have, like, work with one. I'm sure he must have. Yeah. I'm sure. I don't um, know that. But, like, I think he built such a, he had such a grand vision in his mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That I think he just had to get it, like, all down on paper. But, like, it's, did he have some really good strong points? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, yeah. you know, could he have cut down on a bunch of stuff? Yeah. Totally. But I think there's a lot of good key concepts with, like, world building that I think he, he struck on that are, you know, good. Yeah, uh, no, you know. absolutely. I mean, he, he went the extra mile, created his own languages. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, he certainly hits the, like, tropes of, like, having a political, religious, all that, yes. like, infrastructure built up, mm -hmm. and it's there, and it's yeah. present. 100%. Again, he has the yeah. languages. He explains everything about, like, the day-to-day. -day. Like, where do they get their food? How mm -hmm. do they survive? How do, they, how do things work? The fact that there's magic in the world affects people in their day-to-day. -day. Yes. It's also kind of incredible world overall. He has... Um, oh, literally. <laughs> yeah, well, and he, exactly. Um, but he has races there that, like, have a lot of depth. They aren't one-dimensional. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at times, maybe the dwarves might be. Mm -hmm. But then I think... But they're, like, kind of a simple folk when you get down to it. I, I mean, guess. I, I wouldn't say as simple as, like, a halfling or a hobbit. But I, I, but I, like, I find that the hobbits, I, there's more depth to them based on the hobbits that we follow. Mm. If you looked at hobbit culture overall, I'm sure you would find that yeah. more hobbits. Well, he did put more focus on. Well, I mean, he was obsessed yeah. with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to a fault, perhaps. Too, too, too much, <laughs> no. Um, but, like, honestly, like, um, there's a lot to it. You, you have, yeah. like, the variations on the elves. Mm -hmm. um, again, like, he didn't have to do it, but he did. But, mm -hmm. like... I think it allows people like Peter Jackson to take it and distill it. Yeah. It's like he refined yes. that world. He had a lot of material to work with, which was a good thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, yeah. 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 Absolutely. I'd not put that on my list because I already knew. <laughs> it was going to be on your list. There was no way that wasn't going to be like, number one, Middle Earth. Can I go there now? Absolutely. No. <laughs> but I think it, it strikes to like the whole, you know, building of like a fantasy you know, like that, the, yeah. the tropes of no, of building a absolutely, world. absolutely. But again, like I, I all the positives, you love know, it. Just too much. What it would have worked is if he had a kind of a bit more of a streamlined story, mm -hmm. and then saved like a lot of the extra stuff for like, you know, just supplemental material. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he could have. Right. You know, a lot of that stuff into there. What I do think is interesting that for a lot of people, though, that is exactly what they're looking for. Mm, yeah. Like, that's what they want. Yep. They want that kind of, um, I guess. It, like, makes it, it makes it more real for them. Yeah, it makes it more real for them. They want more. They want as much as possible. They mm -hmm. want to know every single detail. I'm not that oriented, apparently, yeah. in terms of that. Like, I want some detail. I want certain questions answered. Mm -hmm. But I don't. You need, don't need to know. I don't need to know yeah. what happened to Bill. <laughs> 
But he's such a good horse. I don't need to know what happened to Bill the Pony. I appreciate it, and it's one of my favorite jokes about Tolkien. Yeah. I don't need to See, know. Bill could have been a short story in yeah, a separate thing. That I didn't need to know yeah. as, like, just reading the story. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. But there it is, yep. anyway. Um, however, I think he informs, like, Tolkien informs a lot of the way a lot of other later storytellers would then tell their stories. They would take, mm-hmm. like, examples from his his work, who he was himself inspired. Yep. And transform that again. I would say like um, Martin with Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, certainly yeah. inspired. Definitely taking it from a different perspective, mm-hmm. but in terms of that depth, yeah. that like richness. Not that I'm super familiar with. No, me neither. His works, yeah. but my general understanding is just it is very oh, very yeah. detailed. Yeah. So yep. you know, I, you got to give it up to Tolkien, regardless of how you feel. Too much detail or not enough detail. Yeah. It's it's got to be up there, and it's why Frodo and, and Sam are on the cover. Also, I mean, like it's basically Danielle and I. Yeah, <laughs> there we are. Oh, no, not oh. really. Um, before we move on, let's go and jump into the super chats. Look <gasps> super at me chats? using Sal lingo over yeah. here, Mr. Obato. Thank you so much. Saying uh, the best world is the boys verse because uh, compound. Um, the boys verse honestly does have a lot of like detail to yeah. it I, i've read a little bit of it recently thanks to the show and my like desire to know more about it mm-hmm. sal was not a big fan of the comic i'm kind of digging on the comic mm, so okay. like i guess I, it's just a taste thing. i think yeah. it is like i don't know he's not it's funny he loves preacher mm. he does not care for the like hyper violence in the boys yeah and i was like all right i get okay. what what is being done here right and i understand why it's there so i'm kind of okay with it okay he's also a tarantino fan so i'm just like i don't understand yeah because, like, gonna... Tarantino likes to put in that high, ridiculously mm-hmm. over-the-top violence, that movie violence in yeah. celebration of films, in a sense. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of what this is. Like, that hyper, like, you know, commentary on, like, mm. the violence within each of us. Okay. Possibly. Um, but still, like, I think The Boys is a, is a, great, a good example. Cool. Thank you for your super chat. Um, so here's the, the other issue. Sal's pretty good at reading everybody's names, and I'm not, so <laughs> apologies. Uh, William Gaska saying, you got to be kidding me, the old bonus round crew. <gasps> That's right. Here we are. What are we playing today? Uh, <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I can't stay much. I love Colin Pop. Have a great oh. day. Well, thank you so much for popping in. Yeah. <laughs> popping in. Uh-huh. Popping in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to just end the stream now. <laughs> um, thank you for your support and your super chat. Uh, Lewis Southard, uh, need to see some different hosts for a change. Well, thank you. The Venture Brothers universe lore is great, in my opinion, mm. given the airtight continuity and the solid alternative history. That's, I didn't even think about putting that on the list. Yeah. I honestly, um, I never really kind of fell off of the Venture Brothers bandwagon simply because of mm. the time in between, um, yeah, there was the, a big gap. Yeah, right? in between yeah. the the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I remember of it, those guys really paid attention to their continuity. Mm. They really paid attention to not only homages to other universes, but also just you know developing their own. So yeah. I think that's a great, yeah. great pull there. So excellent, and thank you so much for your super chat. Um, ooh, uh, Dr. Mad, this is after your time, uh, but the lore of the Bionicle toy line is one of the most unique fictional worlds I've ever seen. I don't know if it's after my time because I'm very aware yeah, I remember of them. that. Um, well, I don't know it that well, but I'll explain why. It was far beyond what you would have expected from a line of buildable action figures. Mm-hmm. Um, Prior to knowing Sal, I had I dated a young man mm. who was um, quite into the Bionicle lore, so I'm very aware <laughs> of how much lore they put into that, mm-hmm. and that like fascinated me to some degree, like the idea of doing that, and like 
honestly is one of those instances where it's like appearances can be deceiving where it's just like mm. oh it's just like a toy line they're just trying to sell whatever right. but like somebody clearly cared about it yeah. so kind of cool mm-hmm. kind of cool i wonder i i'm sure there are lots of like information articles documentaries out there or whatever yeah. about which came first mm. did they have the toys first and then someone developed the lore yeah. or did the lore come first and they developed and the, toys? the toys oh no <clears throat> Kind of like He-Man. Right. <laughs> oh, he, He-Man. Um, Adam Asamoa says, sees Daniel on, else, on else worlds without context. Nani? Exactly. Um, for those who are just joining us right now, Sal's actually uh, over recording another podcast. Um, so he had to go and do that. But here we are. Yeah. Here we are to filling in. Happy to fill in. Filling in. Uh, Robert Kozub saying, it's got to be Spelljammer Dungeons and Dragons setting. Ooh. Oh, hey. There isn't a better science fantasy universe. Yeah, certainly... Um, D&D, uh, at some point I hope we kind of touch on that just in mm. general. Um, the fact that D&D is such an interesting example of world building mm-hmm. because here is Dungeons and Dragons coming out being like, here's our world, here's yeah. like blah, 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 like, you know, classes, magic, systems, gods, yep. all this other stuff, towns, history, yes. lore. Then your players come in and create a world with you. Yeah. So run with it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's such an interesting example of an interactive world building, mm-hmm. like where it's just like we have all of this and we can follow it and yeah. we might follow it, but we're gonna make something completely yeah. different. Yeah, and, and we often it, do. Yeah, and it's cooperative. It's not just one individual yes. telling you it. Yep. It's one in, well, hopefully, I guess it depends on on your style of, of gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, your your DM or GM is like reacting. To yeah. what it is you guys, uh, what the players are doing yeah. in order to craft that world. So, yep. great example. Yep. Um, and then Luke's uh, 681 saying, bit of a deep cut, but Lego's Bionicle ah. franchise had an amazing <laughs> world and story behind it. It was the first world that I got really immersed in as a kid. It seems like it was one of those instances where they didn't, they trusted kids to be able to hang on to an immersive world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is nice for them to, you know. Yeah, they weren't afraid that, like, kids would not understand it and would yes. not, like, you know. Yeah. Um, be able to embrace that instead of like having basically like just like really shallow world building which we've seen before yeah um all right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go with one that um it's pretty obvious that i think this is incredible world building avatar the last airbender Mm, i think avatar the last airbender is probably the best example on my list of world building that Mm. i really really love i think not only um, in terms of um, general lore, mm-hmm. the fact that they drop us in the middle of a large story, they make sure to explain to us why it's important. They make sure to explain to us what happened to make this reality happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we have average individuals like ourselves who are affected by these like above and beyond like like average individuals who have like powers essentially and yeah. how they affect the world in a big bad way mm-hmm. um the actual um crafting of animals of civilizations yes. of politics mm-hmm. i think is absolutely incredible i know for some people the races of the like airbender universe can be a little shallow for them like it bothers mm-hmm. people apparently that the um waterbending tribes are all like Eskimos. Really? And I was like, but there's so few of them. And to be fair, not all waterbenders are because then you have like the swamp waterbenders. Right, yeah. Now they're not their own nation necessarily, but there are others. And to be fair, I think there's just so few of them. I think seeing the way a lot of the Fire Nation and the the Earthbending Kingdom have different um, beliefs Mm -hmm. is a really great example of excellent world building it's also probably not my number one world for wanting to live in mm. i'd love to live in lord of the rings sure whatever i'm probably gonna die of some horrific disease <laughs> 
So I think I'd rather live in Avatar The Last Airbender, yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, like, it's just, I've never experienced anything like the world that they crafted. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that other things haven't come before that are similar, that I'm yeah. probably just not aware of. Um, but, like, it was, it was, like, so familiar, yet something so different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they clearly gained inspiration from the real world, from real history, and mm-hmm. just took it and morphed it and examined the cause and effect that would happen by introducing mm-hmm. magic, basically. Yeah. Yep. It's not really magic, but it's magic. But it is magic. Into, into the world. Yeah. Um, Which I think, to me, that makes, if you're going to use, if you're going to build a world that has like some sort of magic base or science base, um, the to me, like the more like valid... I'm going to put valid in quotes. Valid. Yeah, yeah. valid and logical. Mm-hmm. You kind of put into it yeah. the more you can mm-hmm. believe it. Yeah, absolutely. Also, like, you you have to make it in which things, and, like, by things I mean, like, politics, um, yeah. the way the world works, the way people function day to day, change when you introduce it. Even, mm-hmm. if, it's been, it, even if it's been there forever, mm-hmm. um, you have to like consider that. You have to consider the fact that like if you have somebody who can make fire out of their hands, yeah. things are going to work a little differently. And they did. They mm-hmm. changed the way that um, they would power ships. They mm-hmm. changed the way that they would uh, wage war. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, you look at the earthbenders. It changes the way in which they farm in which they mine in which they do their day-to-day things yeah. as well as obviously air and waterbenders or airbenders i'm sure if any of them were still alive. oh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but you know too many times you see people being like it's like our world except everybody you know is invisible or yeah. and except everybody is whatever and it's like then that's not our world no everything would be completely different yeah if everybody was able to breathe fire mm-hmm our world would be very different. Yes. So you can't necessarily say that you have to address that. And I think that's so important when you're dealing with that kind of thing. Now, if it's one of those instances where, like, in a comic I'd read recently called Magic Order, it was a mm-hmm. miniseries by Mark Miller, there's magic in the world. Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't know about it. Mm, okay. And so I think that's fair. Day-to-day goes, like, yeah. everyone else's lives go on. Yeah. Occasionally they're touched by whatever is happening. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're fine. Yeah, you're completely kind of like ignorant yeah. to it. But if you're okay. going to have it be so ingrained, you have to address that okay. fact. Yeah. Um, the fact that they created hybrid animals. It's such an obvious concept, mm-hmm. but so well done. It makes it unique. It makes it its own. Yeah, and they cool. follow their own rules, mm-hmm. too, which I think is such an important That's huge. Like, yeah. part of that. Yes. Living in an, an amazing fictional world. Yeah. You need it to follow its own rules yep. to some degree. Um, yeah, so... Well, I, yeah, because it's like, it, it kind of becomes, you know, when you're playing pretend as a kid, uh-huh. and I'm like, I'm going to blast you with lasers, and you're like, well, I've got this super awesome shield that I put... Like, there's no... Yeah. There's got to be rules, yeah, like, otherwise it's too much. Exactly. Yeah. Where did you get that? Were yeah. you gifted that by the government? Was there yeah. some sort of, like, crazy, <laughs> like, you know, secret program that you were a part of? No, you just wanted that? I need a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't need every minute detail of that. For me, oh, personally. Yeah, I don't need to know, like, the name of every scientist who worked on the program mm-hmm. that created the thing and yeah. what happened to them in their home life, unless it has some, like, validity or, like, impact on the main story. Yes. To some degree. Yeah. Granted, I will put out this caveat. I don't like it when things are put into a world just because it needs to be there. Mm. Which is, like, really contradicts what I just said about having too much detail. Mm-hmm. But, like, I need this to be there right now, so now it's there. Right. Like, yeah. But why? Yeah. 
So like the the Sherlock Holmes trip up, of, right? <laughs> right. Oh, by the way, you didn't yeah. notice this exactly random thing. Um. So yeah. So Avatar: The Last Airbender. We could mm-hmm. talk about that forever. That's yeah. a thing that we've always wanted to talk about here. So I won't get too far into it because a lot of it also has to do with character development, mm-hmm. and that's a whole other thing. But to be fair, I think some of the best character development I've ever seen happens in that show. Yeah. So it's like it's it's just like the one two punch of awesome for me. Um, so, all right, I'm going to dive back into the Super Chats before we move on. Um, Robert Kaur says, weird one, but gargoyles. Ah. Dude, yes. Yep. Yes. That was an honorary mention on my list. I think the world of gargoyles is incredible. Mm -hmm. I am a big fan. (laughs) I am a big fan. Um. I didn't catch it too much. No, I, I love that show. It was on, like, repeats, so awesome, Mm -hmm. awesome times had Mm -hmm. by all. Um, especially me. <laughs> Again, an example of a world in which they're just like, hello, child. Strap in. Yeah. You're, you're just getting thrown in. Yeah. It yep. is a, it is like, yes. Are there like episodes that are, here's the episode? Mm-hmm. Sure. It is a continuity heavy show yeah. from beginning to end. It's just, you better be following along with the story mm-hmm. because we're going to reference stuff. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's incredible. But the world itself, you know, basing it in not only like old mythology in old stories like yeah. pulling in like shakespearean like stories making it real as we've seen in other stories of course um just so incredible to to do that but also make it work because of its own rules yeah where it's just like oh no it exists and and here's why and that's mm-hmm. fine and there is magic in the world and like mm-hmm. for the most part it's hidden away yeah and that's why it's okay mm-hmm. but when you compare to where the gargoyles are in present time where there's few of them and the mm-hmm. world doesn't really react to them until the very end, to in the past when they worked hand in hand, mm-hmm. their lives were very different. Yes. And human lives were very different because yep. they had these guardians mm-hmm. cause and effect. Yep. So very cool. So yep. thank you for that. And thank you for your your super chat. Uh, Rusky9110, thank you so much for your super chat saying, what's your favorite post-apocalyptic Ooh, world? Oh, I got a good one for that. Okay. I personally <laughs> prefer the ones where everyone is super stoked for the world to end. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I'm going to have Daniel wait to say hers because okay. if that's like your, like, um, my, your my next, next one on your list. Well, I mean, it could be. It's, it's, it's on the list. It's not okay. necessarily next. All right. List, but, well, yeah. if you want to go into it, then. Yeah. Okay. What is it? Um, Mad Max. Yeah, Mad Max. Okay. So in terms of Mad Max, there's really two different versions of Mad Max. There's the old Mad Max. Yes. And then there's the new Mad Max. And the new Mad Max is a little crazier and wilder and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it is an incredible, yes. incredible post-apocalyptic world. Yes. I was going to use um, Beyond Thunderdome specifically. Yeah. Um, because it's... Oh, I love it so much because, especially for like dystopian stuff and like yeah. post-apocalyptic, is just the concept of like taking everything that we've built that we know and just throwing Throwing it out the window, and it's like survive, you know? Right. What I mean? And like, just just the concept. Of, I was reading up on like Barter Town, and I kind of wish they showed this a little bit more in the movie. But mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it might have been. It probably would have killed the pace. But like, apparently there was like a dentist, and, which I never <laughs> can't even imagine what nope, that. Not going to like. that. But like that Barter Town itself was like a fully populated, self-surviving town. It was right. a city. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like, so these people, yeah, just out of nothing, just rebuilt this thing and like, you know, ran the city on methane and, you know, just dealt with trading, like went back to like all these old roots and mm-hmm. like, you know, just this whole new culture and world was, you know, basically created out of the need to 
to like survive. All right, all right, I can see that. I think where it falls apart for me is the second half of that. Oh film. yeah, we could just if if, <laughs> if it just ended. Like, yeah, but right before you left. Even in terms of the new Mad Max, I think mm-hmm. they like the world building in that is fantastic. Yes. Honestly, like again, following its own rules. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of like. In, like you know Tolkien level depth necessarily yeah, but yeah. again an example of where a good story mm-hmm. doesn't need to rely on that that's not to say the Lord of the Rings isn't a good story yeah. it's just that's an example of like a little bit of everything yep and just a lot of detail I think a good world is built too on like if you can and to bring it back real quick to like Avatar is if you can drop right into the middle of something yeah and it still works right yeah yeah, like that's a I, good strong world. Absolutely. Um, I guess my favorite dystopian, post-apocalyptic mm. sort of world. Of, oh, this is, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I, I have to be very specific here because yeah. there's too many incarnations of this, and like the the uh, the uh, AD people are gonna get really mad at me. Um, but dread. Ah, the movie. Yes. Oh my god. The movie. I think that that does an impeccable job of creating a world I never want to go to. No. Like, I never want to be in the world of dread. Yeah. Um, just little things that they drop in um, where it's just you've already figured out the story that goes, mm-hmm. you know, behind it. The very beginning, kills the guy. Yep. There's, like, you know, whatever's coming to basically take him away and grind him up into whatever they need. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so messed up. And yep. you didn't, I didn't have to, like, learn all about it. No one, no. I didn't need a ride-along character to be like, what is that? I understand. Tell yeah. me more about it. I got everything I needed to mm-hmm. know in in the way it's described. Just looking at, like, Peachtree. Like, yeah. you know how these people live. Yep. Day to day. Yep. This is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's just it's yep. just so well put together. It just, it blows mm-hmm. my mind. And now I want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Let's jump back into Super Chats really quickly. Um, Let's see. Sam Anderson saying, a very Canadian pick, reboot. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> also, New Shira. Ah, New Shira I haven't caught too much on, either. but my understanding is that there's a lot more to this than cool. the old one, which was simply really based off of action figures and a desire to make a like female counterpart. Yeah, and, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but reboot. Yeah. Oh, what a good pick. That is. What a good pick. Oh. That show has way more lore and way more world building than you would ever imagine mm-hmm. it could. Yeah. Um, at times, I think there are, like it, it probably could use a little more depth to it yeah. in some degree because I think the showrunners were sometimes trying to make sure they played to children mm-hmm. uh, and maybe were a little too afraid to drive yeah. it too far home. Now yeah. that said, the later season where oh, it gets all man. bizarre and like you know Enzo's older and yeah. like it's just that like stuff got dark. It did get dark and it's yeah. just like from first season to there, it's like what <laughs> the hell happened here? Um, yeah, but that at that point I think they got comfortable. Yeah. Um, so good choice, good mm-hmm. choice, Sam. And thank you for your super chat. Um, oh my goodness. Um, Pandemonium ninety three saying the Lovecraft mythos Ooh. moist just like the channel. Yeah, moist yeah. in every way shape and form in terms of Lovecraft. A lot to the Lovecraft. Oh, yeah. Universe building um in ways where it's just like, oh yeah, it's not all just tentacle beasts. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all Cthulhu. Yeah. It's a lot of fish stuff as well. Yeah, he had a very like yeah, especially with like uh Dagoth and like all that stuff yeah. is you know very seaside. Yeah, you know a lot of interest in 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 the look of certain things in mm-hmm. barnacles in yeah. elder gods. The idea of the unfeeling mm-hmm. god, like the idea that like if there were gods, we would not be able to conceive of what they wanted. Yes, because they're so not us. Yeah, 
And I was like, what an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Also, how the hell can you write for that? <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so much to yeah. those worlds, the Lovecraft worlds. And it is too bad that he never got to see the popularity I know. that it yeah. is, it exists now. If but only is, he knew. Yeah, but it is cool that people have taken kind of... Oh, not over, I should say, but like taken that world and that universe and yeah, and you know, well, kind of made their own. To some degree, they have actually taken over because my understanding is like you're like if you write within that world, oftentimes that just becomes part of the mythos, that becomes part of yeah. the lore and the continuity. I wonder if at this point there's more, um, you know, other authors writing Lovecraft yeah, versus him. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. Uh, Asif Saeed, thank you so much for just helping us out there with the super chat. Yeah. Um, before we keep going with super chats, I'm going to jump back in and. Mm. Um, what do you got? Give another one of mine. Uh, I don't know where to go here. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, because I think this is going to come up a lot. Um, it, we could go on and on and on and on about anime world building. Yes. It's a totally different uh, type of world building. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, um, you can have the kind of depth you'd find in a long, ongoing series of novels because mm-hmm. of how long a series can go. Yeah. Um, but usually... You know, it, it's very coherent because of the fact that most people stay on for the whole yeah. series. Yeah. Um, there are also anime movies and other such mm-hmm. things. Um, I am going to touch on just two today. That's <laughs> not to say that anyone else's aren't, you know. Yeah. I understand yeah. that the One Piece, like, world is incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about that to talk about it. Me neither. So instead, I'm going to talk about one that's probably lesser known, but I'm just going to mention it briefly. Mm-hmm. Mushishi. The world okay. of Mushishi, I think, is um, an incredible world of, like, realism meets, hi, let's introduce this bizarre concept that touches the lives of people and they have to react uh, accordingly. Mm, it is a okay. very quiet, slow-paced anime mm-hmm. that tends to be very episodic, and yet the world that it exists in it has such a cohesion mm-hmm. that, um, yeah... I, I, I don't necessarily want to go there, right? but it is a beautiful, beautiful world in which... Um, the idea is the are there are these basically invisible to the eye like organisms that mm. affect people at times, creating what could be conceived of as um, like mystical or supernatural happenings. Whether or not they are mystical or supernatural oh. or not is one thing. Um, yeah. But there is a gentleman who can see them and mm. deals with them a lot, and he goes from place to place dealing with them. Oh, okay. um, Almost like an exorcist, it kind of, kind of, bit. yeah, in a way. Yeah. Um, but just a, a, a really cool world of, like, a questionable time mm-hmm. because it, like, has certainly elements of, like, like older, like, Japan mm-hmm. there. But, like, his garb is a little more modern. It's interesting. Very yeah. interesting. I didn't want to go too into depth in that one, but I wanted to mention it. The That's one cool. I will go into depth on, I know you can speak of as well, mm-hmm. it's Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Cowboy Bebop is one of the most incredibly lived-in universes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very clearly a... Right down literally to the look of it. The uh, yeah, yeah, the look into it, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like an actual, potentially, like, alternate future for humanity. Mm-hmm. The idea of, like, these space truckers, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the idea of, of having space travel and yet at the same time not being as widespread as, say, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just very, like, whoop, here we are in this yeah. universe. because there's still planets where people are just, <clears throat> you know, living just on the planet. Just, yeah. you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the rules of Cowboy Bebop, I think, like, they adhere to it. They, they <laughs> adhere to everything. You know, it's like, 
you got ships, you need fuel, you got to eat. How are you going to eat? We're going to be bounty hunters. Yep. It's yep. that like old West meets trucker meets space sort yeah. of feel to it. Yep. It's just like such an incredible place to maybe be. Yeah. Depends on what part of it you're in. It's got like a great limitlessness to yeah. it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like you got space, you got spaceships. You know, it's not doesn't necessarily have to be in like our solar system. You could you could do anything. Oh, there. absolutely. You know what I mean? And yeah. you get to see a lot of like the like the different like economics. Mm-hmm. You see the low of the low and the high of the high. Yep. Um, there are not set rules as to who's a good person, who's a bad person. Yeah. Uh, Which is very realistic. Because yeah. it's not it's not always black and white like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um it's just like <laughs> the the concept of like you get into some of the political nature mm-hmm. of it, but yeah. not too too much of it. It's more or less the like, how am I gonna survive? How mm-hmm. am I gonna get through this? Yeah. Um that sensation of of that being almost the only way and yet very clearly there are other ways to make a living in yeah. this universe that yeah. we don't even really explore. We just no. know that they're there. Yep. Um, and that, like, a lot of history has occurred between, like, the Earth that we know and the Earth that there is now. And we mm-hmm. get hints at it, and you can really fill in yeah. everything as you go. So. Which is perfect. Uh, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. It's just such a good. Plus such, the music is awesome. Well, yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah. And that's a big part of world building, to some degree. Uh, yeah. The Silver Cricket, thank you for helping us out with the Super Chat, saying, the world of One Piece feels like it would be fun. Mm. Right? Yeah. High-flying pirate adventure. Yeah. Bright. Yeah. Happy, crazy. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Um, Tebius Mulka, thanks for your super chat saying My Hero Academia and Greg, Greg Weissman's Young Justice. Yeah. 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 My, I, my, I've watched a little bit of My Hero Academia. Um, I think there's some decent world building going on there. Um, I haven't delved enough into it to say, like, yes, mm-hmm. I like I see all the following yeah. like hits. That being said, also a world I don't want to live in. Mm, okay. I don't want to live in my hero academia. It's yeah. too dangerous. Yeah. It's just too dangerous. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Young Justice, maybe. I might. But, like, I'll live in another place where nothing's happening. Yeah, you could, like, just see it and go, like, oh, that happened. Oh, I but... saw it on, on the old YouTube there. <laughs> Neat. Cool. Good, good pulls. Thank you. Uh, Silver Cricket, uh, thank you again. Saying uh, Midland from Berserk is fascinating. I'd never want to set foot there. Um, I really don't know much about Berserk. I've heard it's insane. Yeah. So, like, well, just from you guys commenting and stuff yeah. on it, like, it seems like it's... There's something to be said, though, for people who create worlds and, and universes where you never want to go. It's that mm. well-conceived that you'd never want to be there. Yep. Which transitions us actually into the next super chat by Robert Kors saying, uh, world I love but never want to live in, dead space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I don't want to be there. Yep. Never, ever, ever. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. No. It's just I don't want to exist where there's the possibility of those kind of, like, monstrous entities that feeling of isolation in space yeah. which is funny because we just talked about cowboy bebop yeah. and there is space travel there mm-hmm. it doesn't feel quite as isolated no no that yeah. the like isaac dead space lore mm-hmm. it's it's too yeah. it's like alien which again another great yeah. world yeah but like do i want to live there not at all no. not at all. <laughs> all right what else do you have um well I got. Well, we can uh, since we're gonna since we just kind of hit on video games a little bit. Um, I wanted to mention um, Hyrule. 
Okay. Legend I was Zelda. like, I feel like that's going to be on there. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll do, like, Hyrule and also throw in, like, Mario, too, to kind of, like, you know, kind of sort of put them together. Um, but, like, not that... I would say... I would say Legend of Zelda is, like, way more you know, involved and, like, you know, details and stuff like that than, yeah. like, the Mario universe, um, which really only kind of gets sort of touched in with, like, Mario RPG, if any of you guys played that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one kind of, <laughs> that one was kind of almost, like, fan fiction-y, where it's like, hey, let's take this kind of small thing mm-hmm. and kind of build up on it and, like, add new characters and da-da-da. So I don't know if it's necessarily canon. Right, but right, right. Anyway, um, but... Mostly on Zelda is like just the the sheer lore and kind of depth and you know the places and like just the atmosphere and you know like yeah I, I mean I think that the issue I have with the Mario uh, version is that mm-hmm. that was created after the fact yes like they yeah. created reasons to have these things later on mm-hmm. I'm sure there was some thought about it early yeah. on but some of it was just and this happens yeah and get over it yep um, at least with Legend of Zelda I think they had developed the idea of having a story and like the creator behind it had a little bit more desire to tell a story yeah and a little more inspiration and i think we've seen a lot of that fully realized um in breath of the wild not that there haven't been other ones prior to that that told mm-hmm. like these like this incredible encompassing worlds yeah but that world in particular being that it was open world yeah had to be so tight oh yeah um yeah. for me in that game in particular there were a lot of like little nuanced things mm-hmm. that I'm like, who thinks to do this? They did. Um, I was literally like going through it the other day, and you know those like whiz robes, the little fire guys. Yeah. There were two of them, and they're dancing on top of the remains of a burned home. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a little touch. Yeah. I didn't like. I didn't ask for that, but it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but go ahead. About- oh yeah. Um, I, that's kind of like almost a great example too of like post-apocalyptic in a way, mm-hmm. but like instead of everything just being horrible. <laughs> It's, nice. it's like it kind of nature's kind of taken over. People have you know moved on and like you mm-hmm. know survived, but in like a, a different way with their own kind of rules, and it's less cutthroat. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still you know I'm still I, I would have to assume there's still cutthroat cu- cultures and you know high rule and stuff like that. But like right. you know they kind of just have two different feels to them. Right, um, right. But just like I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I feel like I mean except for the whole like questioning of timelines mm-hmm. and. That's kind of tricky. In but. in terms of, of Zelda, yeah. um, the idea, at least in the most in Breath of the Wild, of mm-hmm. like making it so that like Ganon's had many forms and like yeah. you know that's because various like, incarnations and rebirth and stuff like yeah. that. That's a really great way to retcon your mm-hmm. world building. Yep. Um, because it's almost as though they'd never anticipated everything to be as connected as it was, yeah. and, and like. They hadn't committed to the Final Fantasy world building mm-hmm. and like rebooting yes. each franchise kind of or thing. like each game, like changing it up so that each world was different, except when they started making sequels. Yeah. And then that threw that right out the window. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't ignore the like the creativity mm-hmm. and and the the details that went into even some of the early Zelda games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that attention to detail and that attention to detail between games, even if at the time they weren't connected. Yes. Yep. Like, and that that world in itself is... Because if you look at, like, each Zelda game, they're all different. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They, I mean, they have like they all feature Link. You mm-hmm. know, you, you're typically rescuing Zelda. You're typically beating some form of Ganon. Uh-huh. Um, but they all like kind of have their own little nuances. So they're almost like it, it is almost like a kind of a repeat, but it's like a rehashing each time. But it's like, but it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, which was really really cool. I always thought, not that I played it, I really only like know about it mostly from you. I, for some reason, I was always attracted to the world of Majora's Mask mm-hmm. because talk about a game where you feel completely alone. Yeah. And yet you're surrounded by NPCs. Yep. Like, but like NPCs who just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of great lore that goes on to mm-hmm. there. Um, that was the first time I think I was ever like like started to understand the different cultures mm-hmm. that were a part yes. of that well, world. That's where they really started fleshing it out. Right, right. You know I mean? Which, again, at that point was a point where they are probably like, we might develop some of this yeah. a little bit more so. Yeah. Like, uh, what's outside <laughs> the castle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. it just, you yeah. know, is it just the, like, you know, the people of Hyrule? Are there other people? Are there other non-pointy-eared elven people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should expand a little yeah, bit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And which was, yeah, that was so great about the 64 games was that, you know, you kind of took this sort of a little bit more, like, conformed bubble and then just, it was huge. Like, right. Huge. And you're still seeing the stuff that they made in that in mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. Which is Awesome. Yeah, you yeah, know? and it's, it makes it a little more cohesive. Those are more cohesive together. I agree. Um, I guess in terms of video games as well, I'm not going to go into depth on this mm-hmm. one, but I just want to give a shout out to um, the Elder Scrolls games. Yes. Um, cool. Again, the open world nature does help out, mm-hmm. but like that might be another example as well, though. Of too much. Yes. Too much lore. A little too much lore at yeah. times, but the world building is is really mm-hmm. on point. Yeah. Um, in terms of political, in terms of like you know mm-hmm. people reacting to magic, to yep. to monsters, to dragons, to all of that, yeah, um, you got to give it up for them, mm-hmm. absolutely. I'm going to jump into the super chat before we move on. Um, let's see, uh, Luke S six eight one saying you're right about someone at Bionicle caring a lot. Mm-hmm. Its themes are subtly based on the creator's experiences with a brain tumor. Whoa, wow. that's incredible. Whoa, that is incredible. You'll notice that a lot, too, in terms of, like, world building, where when people have a lot of passion for it, oftentimes it comes from their own life experiences. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of, like, the original reason that um, Legend of Zelda is the way it is is because of the creator's desire or, like, to capture his youth. Yeah. Like, you know, growing up in, like, you know, the fields and other such things. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Makes sense. Like it's a writer convention, like, of um, writing what you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Sam Anderson helping us out saying, Roger Rabbit is fully realized and coherent from the start. Mm -hmm. It definitely is. And that's a really interesting example because it's like, it takes something you know. Mm -hmm. It takes cartoons. It not only takes cartoons that you you understand the world of cartoons in general. It literally takes cartoons that you know, Mm -hmm. combines them with cartoons you aren't familiar with because Mm -hmm. they've just created them. But you get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then puts them into the real world. And it forces that real world to react to them. Things are different because cartoons are real. Yeah. We don't just pretend like every day goes by just as normal and we don't Mm -hmm. care. And like, you know, things aren't like, you know, adjusted or addressed. No, Mm -hmm. we absolutely like we have to have like 
like law enforcement that deals with yeah, tomb crimes specifically with that. You know, like that's what the movie's there's, there's based off. There's prejudice of. yep. between you know exactly. That is yeah. a, that's a really good poll, and I know mm-hmm. Sal will definitely appreciate yeah. that as a big Roger Rabbit fan. <laughs> uh, Gustav, thank you so much for your super chat saying hi, Tiff and Danielle or Danny. Um, I would really want weirdly want to live in the Black Sad Universe. Not a furry. Ah, um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have read those books. They're great. I'm aware of them. We both are. Yeah. Thanks to our friend and um, a, 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 for, a, not a former, but a, a Harbor Patrolsman. Mm. Um, I said former because of the show, we already shot it. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> kind of, it's kind of former to us, but it's not. I'm like, we already shot that, but we're going to be shooting more at some point, <laughs> I, I hope. Um, Harbor Patrolsman, um, Peter mm-hmm. really like is well versed in um, the Black Side universe. Yeah. Just loved the, um, the the world that he built. Mm-hmm. Haven't read them myself, but my understanding is great love and craftsmanship went into those worlds. Mm. So, and also I think they're making a show. Really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard that the the American voice acting is not so great. Oh, which is sad. I mean, yeah. it is a European oh, okay. um, comic. Okay. And so the hope is for Europeans who are so familiar with it um, that they get better voice actors for that. So, Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'll probably still check it out. Um, uh, Robert Core, thank you so much for uh, your uh, super chat there saying, which comic book future is your favorite world? Okay, comic book future. Well, um, it's not Age of Apocalypse, I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Um, crap. Comic book future. Um, what are some? There's Age of Apocalypse, there's Kingdom Come. That's not a good one. Uh, there are a lot of them. I'm trying to come up with any that seem good. Most of the time in comics, at least that I'm like coming up with on the top of my head, mm-hmm. we go to the future because it's bad. Right. Yeah. And we don't want it to be that way. We so we want, come. We go back and we fix it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. No. <laughs> we don't want those futures. Um. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to um, I'm going to cheat and say Sailor Moon because there's technically future in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a cheat. That's a cheat. If I had to pick a main two, yeah, I'm not picking Age of I mean, I'm a person. I'm a human. Maybe I'll be okay. Maybe I'm not. Maybe. I'm not a mutant. Maybe I'll be okay. I don't know. Um, whew. Yeah, that's dangerous. That's a good question. Future's yeah. End? No! <laughs> Batman Beyond, that's a great choice. Yeah? I'm going Batman Beyond then if I had to pick a big two okay. version. You got clubs, you got crime still, it's, you know, above and beyond. But there's still a Batman, mm. so hopefully he'll take care of it. Okay, yeah. It's a future, but it's not like, you know, terrible. Then, yeah, not only is there a Batman, Terry McGinnis, but there's also Bruce Wayne yeah. kind of manning everything. Okay. And Ace the Bat-Hound, still alive. Or another version of it. Um, Adam Asmo helping us out again. Thank you so much. Saying, uh, since we're on video games, mm. how about the Sonic the Hedgehog universe? From saving animals mm. to fighting a being who uh, that lives in the past, present, and future, Sonic is truly a world builder. It is true. And then there was honestly animated series that evolved that. There was the first one that was very, like, you know, standard. Like, you know, here's, like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then there was a second series that, like, was, like, Okay, what if we made a crazy like lore 
behind Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. that involved like a Freedom Force fighting against Robotnik Whoa. and like yeah, yeah it, they yeah. took it to the next level yeah um, I was thinking about putting that on the list just because I know Ethan would appreciate that because he's a big <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog fan as well yeah. um, but I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on that mm-hmm. um, but yeah Sonic the Hedgehog there's a lot more lore to that than you expect yeah I would definitely I definitely and Gustav helping us out again saying also Cyberpunk 2077 I love the aesthetic mm-hmm. I'm loving the look of that game and I can't wait to get my hands on it and give yeah. it a shot give it a shot absolutely just looking forward. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Um, well, you know, popping off of Cyberpunk, um, I was thinking uh, Ghost in the Shell. Now, I don't know if I would necessarily want to live in that universe, but I like the idea of um, kind of, you know, instead of how Dread went mm-hmm. and, like, you know, you kind of see, like, technology and, like, human nature and, like, where it, co- like, where it goes to in that future. I kind of like this one where it's like, okay, we've we've – We've sort of paired with technology so much that, like, now we're kind of a part of it. We are technology. Right, right. You know? Um, again, another a good example of um, just little things that they drop in there mm-hmm. where it's just like, here's a little thing. I don't need to explain it to you 100%. Um, I mean, definitely has a lot of Blade Runner yeah, in it right there it. and then. So you got to mention that because, like, Blade Runner is a spectacular world oh, yeah. that's, like, it's like going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think Ghost in the Shell follows with that. Mm-hmm. You know, just, of course, changing the the method to that, um, you know, robotic component. Yeah. Um, where it's like, I didn't even know I was a robot to, like, you know, it's cool. People have, like, implants. There's, yeah, there's yeah. different levels, you know, yeah. of your integration. Mm-hmm. Which um, is cool. Yeah. Like, that's an interesting, like, yeah. feature of the... And yet, at the same time, people still have, like, standard day-to-day jobs. Yeah. And they, you know, while those other things are going on, mm-hmm. their lives are just often made easier by technology. Yep. So yeah, cool world. Good, good, good choice. Thank good you, choice. Um, speaking of video games, which I don't understand how I didn't jump on when you mentioned video games before, Bioshock. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> now when That's I say Bioshock, we can say there are many worlds to Bioshock. Yes. If you subscribe to the ending of Bioshock Infinite, which to this day I don't know how I feel about that, mm-hmm. um, but Bioshock I think is a um, really good drop you in the middle of things, but mm-hmm. a totally through uh, story and what you see in front of you, yeah. you understand what happened. Yeah. You understand how we got to this point, mm-hmm. um, which for me is really, like, I love that kind of world building. I don't mind starting fresh. Mm-hmm. I don't mind, like, you know, like, oh, here's something that's going on. Oh, it all went to hell. Yeah. I do kind of love the, like, being dropped into the middle of yeah. it and let the world explain it. Yep. Like, when you see, like, uh, the bar all busted up and mm-hmm. you see, like, the New Year's, like, you know, decorations left, you've, yeah. re- you've already started putting already it together yeah. in your head without anyone having to say yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, the, like, look and feel of that world, mm-hmm. um, even though you know in the back of your mind, like, the time period based mm-hmm. on, like, you know, it's like, it's this time period. You're in an airplane. Whatever. Yeah. And then you go down to this, like, you know, Art Deco, yeah. like 1920s to 40s, yep. like feeling location, mm-hmm. um, listening to all of the different like um, little like cassette things you pick up, the, the recordings, yeah. if you will, that's the right word, um, just helps to fill in a lot of that stuff while also like at times explaining what you're seeing, yeah. but at times also putting you like at, at unease. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the like fact that it's just like here, here's how we explain. We've explained the how, mm-hmm. they explain the why, they explain the like 
how life changes with a weird element being mm-hmm. the big daddies and the little sisters, the plasmids themselves. Like, yeah. Yep. Just so much went into that. And I'll even say, even for Infinite, so much went into that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, thinking like, you know, oh, I'm just getting a third Bioshock. And then they completely flipped the script. Yep. Um, I do prefer the world building in the first Bioshock. Mm, I agree. I think the, the third Bioshock in yeah. Infinite, like, it is incredible. It is beautiful looking. I adore the addition of songs that we're aware of done in different ways yeah. that suit the story and yep. suit that world. I just feel like the 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 like mystery unfolding in the first Bioshock is is better yeah. crafted in terms of the look of the world mm-hmm. than in the second yeah. or in the third one because the second one really takes place in the same place yeah. in, in Rapture. Um, but yeah, I think Rapture is just like a universe. Talk about a place I don't want to go. No, at no period in its history, nope. I don't want to be there. Yeah. I don't want to be there when it was good. I don't want to be there when it was bad. I don't want to be there in the sequel. Nope. <laughs> I don't want to be yeah. there. And yet I desperately want to yeah. play it. Um, it's also so interesting too, because like in terms of like games, you as the player had the opportunity to view the world in ways they may not have anticipated. They allow you to explore as much of it as you want. Yes. And so things yeah. might be missed. And I think that that speaks highly of a world that I, A, want to explore, mm-hmm. and B, even if I miss things, you still got the point across. Yes. But, like, little gems yeah, are yeah. so welcome. I do, I do. I know I know. we talked about this before, like, when they, like, kind of reward you for... Exploration. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we see a lot of that, too, in, let's say, Portal. Mm, yep. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Which I actually didn't even put on my list, which I'm mad at myself about. <laughs> <laughs> kind of mad at myself about that I didn't put Portal on my list, but it's on my list now. Yeah. Because Portal itself, I think, is uh, incredible world building, mm-hmm. um, especially Portal 2. Yes. When you get down into the, like, older, you know, Aperture yeah, Labs section. Yeah. Like, Aperture yeah. is just such a simplistic in the first game it is a minimalistic world build in mm-hmm. my opinion yep but done the right way yes done in all the right ways yep. where you question so much what's going on mm-hmm. intentionally yes intentionally done so good yeah because so they kind of they kind of feed you the stuff very slowly mm-hmm. you know to the point where you're like okay something's really up yeah okay something's really up yeah and, and then yeah and an instance of like that Sometimes, like, there are points where it's like, we want you to see this and we'll lead you to see the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get to go and do that on your own. And if you do, it just adds to that yeah. that world. Yep. So good. Okay. And I think those two, just real quick, oh, are, yeah. are awesome. Because, like, when you think of world building, you think of, like, everything outside. You think of, like, countries and plate, you know, and, like, yeah. this whole thing. But, like, a world could just be a contained area. Mm-hmm. So, like, Rapture and, like, Portal. It's like the facility is just this... Yeah, you have only so like much apertures, room. Like apertures, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it works, and it still works. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, what else you got? Because I know um, we're, we're getting near the end here, yep. so. All right, let me see what I got. But while you're looking at that, I'm going to go into the Super Chats really quickly. Super and saying, chat. Adam Grove saying, just got here. Did you say Saga yet? I didn't. <gasps> I didn't. Oh, wow. Um, And Chris L? I'm going to guess that's an L, because the Chris is lowercase. Or it could be a one, too. How about Conan Exiles? Appreciate all common pop things. Mm. Well, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, the world of Conan, Hyboria. Oh. Yeah, incredible. Yep. Um, they have so much to pull from in all the versions that Conan has been in, whether it be, you know, stories, yep. uh, movies, games, comics. Yep. Um, an incredible world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible world. So good pull there. Good yes. pull. Get <laughs> Um. Let's see. Um, hmm. I have... Um... 
You have one on there I definitely see that I'm like we could talk about together. 100%. It's a comic. Sandman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well transition into some comics because yeah. I definitely have a couple. Saga being on there. Mm. Perfect. Um, but let's let's chat about Sandman. Um, oh, <laughs> Sandman, along with another book on my list, is a really cool example of creating a world within the confines of superheroes. Yes. Because while Neil Gaiman definitely made his own thing going on there, mm-hmm. it has to exist in a world of DC. Yes. And I think that's really cool yep. because that world was already created and yeah. then he came in and was like okay but this too yeah and with, and with him too is like i know i was talking about you know how to you know kind of make things more believable and realistic by keeping things like you know kind of valid and logical mm-hmm. but with sandman the illogical and the fantastical is better like yes. you want it because like dreaming you want it that's the place where you can go mm-hmm. just balls to the wall you know, crazy. Oh, you know, absolutely. Like, I've got two heads, and then, you know, like, it's... It, and it works, and you accept it. Yeah, but it also does follow its own rules. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Morpheus exists within the confines of certain rules, which are yep. explored, of Sometimes course. Sometimes he bends them. <laughs> right, well, he certainly does, right. but it's not that it's not addressed. Yes. You know, like, there are... Oh, yeah, he, he pays for He definitely does, but, like, yeah. a lot of the book itself is about those rules. Mm-hmm. A lot of the story as a whole is about the rules, not just about, like, you know, the characters and the, all the crazy crap that goes on. Yeah. But a lot of it is just about, like, hey, look, we're the endless, but we still, like... Yeah. We have a responsibility. We have a responsibility. Yeah. And we have certain confines, like, to one another, mm-hmm. especially. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> looking at you, Desire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, and then you even see in terms of, like, the dreaming itself, mm-hmm. there are certainly... Yes. rules yeah. um almost as In though a place that's so fantastic yeah there's still rules because within the story gaiman is like he has his own set of rules that he has to follow mm-hmm. and he's just like but you need rules to run things a certain way it's very yeah. like it's meta in a, in a way yeah to some yeah. degree it is um but yeah an incredible mm-hmm. world created by an incredible world builder yeah. um neil gaiman i think is one of those guys that like different approach to like from a like a Tolkien, mm-hmm. certainly. Yeah. Um, because he does go into detail, but a lot of it he just leaves to like you're just gonna accept it. Yeah. And, and that's and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that oftentimes. Um, I do kind of maybe could see it being a little overwhelming for like some people. Well, Gammon, the the need for acceptance. Yeah. 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 Like you just have to like believe and like you know just whatever and, like who cares. Yeah. Um, but I do think for some world builders and some worlds and universes themselves there has to be a trust between the writer or the creator and their audience that they will just get it and between the audience and the creator that it may it will make sense yeah well you were right with like them with with gaiman following like rules that he set for himself that like yeah you kind of break that trust if if through this whole time you're like these are the rules these are how things go and then all of a sudden they're like well yeah and you just throw it out the window it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have easily broken the rules right at the end to change that ending. Yeah, absolutely. But he didn't, nope. you know? So, yeah. Um, in line with another incredible world builder at times and talking about comics, I feel like I'd be remiss not mentioning the world of Watchmen. Mm, oh, yeah. Um, because Alan Moore, in his scripting alone, crafted a grim, gritty world that you see in the panels. And I'm like, certainly you could look at the films, but honestly, um, 
I would, I would even just looking at the comic and yeah. the thing you should be reading, yep. um, you got to at least check it out if you haven't, which I'm sure we all have. Um, Alan Moore's Watchmen exists in the confines of taking the superhero genre mm-hmm. and like, like changing it and subverting it and, and, and giving a grim gritty look at that world in which superheroes exist where yeah. you definitely see, you see the whole political mm-hmm. uh, climate. Yep. Um, you see how people react to having superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like, you know, a lot of different beliefs in said superheroes. Mm-hmm. You have different beliefs among the superheroes. Yeah. Um, how it affects history. Yeah, like going exactly. Through, yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's definitely, um, a universe that can exist on its own, mm-hmm. but is made all the better by knowing that there are other superhero books out there. Yeah. Now, of course, naturally, they have kind of combined mm. um, more recently mm-hmm. um, in Doomsday Clock, so you okay. do get to see that interaction at least between one of the characters. So, well, a couple of characters so far. Um, but the Watchmen universe, um, a place I don't want to go to because it's just so devoid of joy. Um, is is just um so believable oh yeah i mean so believable into the fact that like again could be too much detail and i'm not the biggest fan of the the pirate um (laughs) comics in between but what a great world building moment for him where he's just like in a world where superheroes exist Mm -hmm. what do you write comics about yeah you write them about pirates because we don't have pirates right now, nope. but we have superheroes, and I, we don't want to glorify them. Yep. Let's talk about pirates. Yep. That alone, I think, is an excellent example of, like, the skill and, like, care that Moore put into that book in particular. Mm-hmm. And yep. a lot of the things he did, maybe not Youngblood. Moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, saga. Mm. Uh, I think that's a, it's an interesting world because it's a it is a fully conceived world to the people creating it. It is a world that we are getting peeks at as we go mm-hmm. along. And I think the cohesion is left to to be revealed. Yeah. Because knowing that it's an ongoing series, I do love this world, mm-hmm. but it's it's weirdly less about the world and more about the people existing in it. I mean, you definitely get the political climate. Yeah. Um, occasionally, I feel like things are kind of tacked on here and there. Mm-hmm. But overall... You know, it is it is fantastic. And I, I just don't want to say with finality that it's like, what an incredible world. It's still going. Yeah. So I'm yeah, like, so who knows where it's going to go? I just, you know, I just yeah. have a hard time saying that. Yeah. It's just, you know, have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> just just a little concerned about that. And the other mm-hmm. one I just want to briefly mention, because, again, I want to make sure we get to a couple more, mm-hmm. um, is East of West. Um, uh, a Hickman book that combines a, a futuristic kind of world where it's like science fiction and like biblical characters such as the horsemen oh, of the apocalypse. Oh, interesting. Like, okay. Very interesting world. Yeah. A lot of love went into that. Yeah. A lot of love. So just yeah. want to point that out there. Cool. Um okay. What else you got? Um well I got one that I think you might enjoy Uh-oh. discussing. Um Uh-oh. Sabrina. The world and I guess Sabrina. I don't I know. Kind of, I mean I like the idea of um, you know, kind of witchcraft you know and them trying to i mean that's a good example of like rules of like a universe that kind of like have to be abided by but also kind of pushed at the same time you know yeah. and like growing up and like you know kind of pick, choosing your own destiny and mm-hmm. i mean that's kind of more story based but like just the the universe that they live in mm-hmm. um i don't know if i necessarily want to live in it but okay. i mean i do like the kind of small town vibe 
yeah. which is kind of fun. But um, I don't know. I always feel like it wasn't fleshed out enough. Mm. So I don't know if that's one of my favorites, which yeah. is fine. Because the point is that, like, there were so many, like, works of fiction and so many different, like, you know, stories and worlds that you can enjoy. Yeah. There's something for everybody. Yeah. Something, everybody's got to love something. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. Um, <laughs> you better love it. You better love it. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm sure you're talking about the Chilling Adventures and not the, you know earlier oh yeah no i never read the comics so like i'm just well that's also chilling adventures okay but then there's other sabrina comics and then there's the other sabrina show right i'm basing and then on there's the show that, that's about it and then there's that harrison ford sabrina movie which has nothing to do with that completely different sabrina but um yeah i just don't know i don't know how much i like i prefer i think i like the characters in that more than mm-hmm. I, I address the world building that mm. they've, they've developed do you have like a witchy magic universe that you prefer no I, the closest i came to was putting the witcher on there but i don't know if enough about it but mm-hmm. i know like based on the game that i've played yeah there's a lot of lore into that because i do have so. another one which might be better oh um, what's that harry potter i don't know about harry potter yeah but good let's let's, okay. let's let's talk harry potter i think that one could be a little divisive for people i think so because too, i yeah. feel sometimes like rowling relied on too much random crap that wasn't thought out not mm. that i don't enjoy harry potter yeah i just don't know how much of it is is as fully fleshed out fleshed out as it should be yeah. as, as much as things were reactive at times but go ahead yeah i want to i want to hear yeah. what you have to say um i mean i think she put in a lot of work with like building like a system and kind of having it um you know, the world of, like, witchcraft and wizardry. Um, <laughs> you know, interacting with, like, the the, the muggle world or the, the normal world that we know it. Yeah. And, like, you know, that kind of thing. And um, just her, just kind of her world building with, like, what would a school for, you know, witches and wizards be like? You mm-hmm. know, what, what political, you know, stuff do they deal with? You know, right. they kind of, like, touched into that a little bit. Maybe, you know... Not as, I mean, that one's kind of hard because you do have this driving story of, like, a very good versus evil kind of thing, kind of running it along. Yeah. Um, so you really kind of don't get to feel the world too much. Right, right. Um, I think, again, this is an example of where the films did a better job of distilling yeah. her stories. Because I think her stories probably, for like, for some people just looking at it in terms of world, mm-hmm. it's just too much. Oh, yeah. It's just too all over the place at yeah. times. And the fact that she keeps adding things to it really puts me yeah, on the other side I of the fence. I'm like, you have to stop. It's already written. You're done. Yeah. If you want to... Write another book. Yeah, just do that. Stop, and I'm like, we've all made fun of this, but like, stop telling us that wizards, like, pre-plumbing just crapped on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's kind of a Tolkien level of detail that I did not need to know about. Just stop. (laughs) Just don't need that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, in terms of like, if you're talking about like, adding that, like, the political stuff, yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like, though, she does a better job of establishing the wizard world's reaction to muggles than the other way around. Yeah. Um, and again, I okay. guess because you don't see it very often, no, but don't. like there would be like there would be times. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. It's 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 fine. Yeah. It's fine. I I struggle with finding a magical world that really works. That works yeah, well for me. It's tough. Because it's like technically you look at like someone like Doctor Strange and like the world often does approach like you know react to that. It's hard to give credit for Marvel and DC. Yeah. I mean, of course there are original creators, but so much has gone into it mm-hmm. at this point that yeah. it's just like so much has changed. There's so many different versions of things. They are incredible universes. Yes. And, and when everyone's working together and playing together nicely, mm-hmm. those universes I think are, 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 are vast and deep. I mean, naturally you need to look at people like, you know, Jack Kirby mm-hmm. for his creations. Um, let it like, 
let's just like look at literally the two halves of like basically the same coin okay. um in terms of marvel and dc looking at the new gods and the Eternals, mm. very much, very similar yeah. concepts, two yep. different era, like places, you know, just the idea of like, I want to make these like godlike characters, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give them civilization, I'm going to give them like strife, and I'm going to give them like, yeah. you know, this, that, and the other thing, and like, here it is, you know? Yeah. So like, I guess in a way we can say, you know, DC, Marvel, you know, obviously guys, all right, <laughs> DC, Marvel, yes, Incredible Worlds, yeah. Batman, Spider-Man, the whole thing, but it's like... Obviously. Do you think it's harder to find a good mix of, like, magic or fantasy when it mixes with, like, modern, not even modern, but, like, normal, sort of non-magical stuff? No, I think it's easier then. Yeah? I think that's some of the best stuff. Like, I'm telling you, like, Magic Order did such a good job of dealing with that because, again, like, they didn't show it, like, they didn't happen too much in in the real world. And when it did, it affected the real universe or the real world itself. Doctor Strange does certainly affect mm. the real world to some degree. Yeah. I mean, he's not out there to like, you know, like, ta-da! Yeah. But sometimes he is, and people always mistake it for, like, just being a superhero. Right, Which yeah, I think that, is cool. Yeah. Which I think is and cool. And that's something that it, it works, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, all right, I really have one more. Okay. You got anything else you need to... Um, that I absolutely need have to, to have to. Have to. I'm looking at your list now. Yeah, check out my list. I'm looking at, you, at yeah. your list. Are we talking about Final Fantasy? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. No, I think that's... Yeah. I mean, I thought that was kind of... But that kind of... Yeah, Firefly is basically uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. <laughs> like, they do... They kind of serve the same Yeah, absolutely. Thing, which, absolutely. you know, really works. Um, I'm going to break yeah. all of my, like, things that I basically said by saying this one. Mm-hmm. Because it's probably not the best world building, but there's something about it I love. Mm-hmm. The original trilogy in Star Wars. Ah. I'm gonna very specifically I, say that. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't want to hear it, everybody, about the new trilogy. I don't want to hear about no, the prequels. No, let's just let's just focus on that. Just want to yeah. focus on the original trilogy. Um, you know, and while we're talking about star-based things, mm-hmm. shout out to Star Trek. Oh yeah. Also creating an incredible universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars: The Original Trilogy does the thing I love by putting you in the middle of a story. Mm-hmm. All this other crap has happened. And we can really get it by the things that are happening in this film or in these films. Mm-hmm. I get it. I got it. I know what's happening. Yeah. There were Jedi. There aren't anymore. Like, yep. these people live under, like, the, like, you know, iron thumb of, like, mm-hmm. the, the Empire. Yeah. For me, it's, like, really encapsulated by something really mundane that now has been explained, but I didn't need it to at the time. Certainly, the expanded universe, I think, also touched on it when that was a thing. Mm-hmm. However, when... Han is talking about the Kessel Run. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know what the Kessel Run is. Yeah. I already figured it out in my head. Yeah. Oh, it's some sort of race. He's or boasting. Or something like that. That's it. Yep. Yeah. It's a fast ship. <laughs> fast ship. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's like oh. a world building moment that I was just like, there are these crazy things that happen. Yeah. And he's going to refer to it. I'm not going to tell you about it. Yeah. I don't need to tell you about it. Moving on. Yep. There's so many instances in those universes where they mention things, mm-hmm. whatever. We put them in the back in the back to tank. I see the back tank. I've already put it's some sort of healing goo. Yeah. Got it. I don't need cool. to know any more of that. What's what is Bacta? Uh. No one has to say what is Bacta. No. I figured it out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You could theorize. That's fine. Yeah. You know. I'm good. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> no, you need to know the exact makeup of Yeah. Like yeah. 
the the you know the worlds that they live in sure they are probably too one-dimensional an entire planet that seems to be sand <laughs> it's a little ridiculous maybe it's really close to a star i don't know it's right i guess it doesn't matter. maybe yeah i don't know I get that some people can struggle with that. Yeah. I, so, like, I know this really flies in the face of a lot of what I said. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, some of my, like, favorite fictional universes and yeah. worlds, it's one of those that, like, nostalgia will always get the better of me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that was one of the first worlds that captured my imagination. Yeah. As a as little, little wee Tiffany. Little wee Tiffany was like, ha! Thank you! <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. Yep. I do feel as though the more explanation we get, the less I am... You're loving it, Inf- yeah. Infatuated, yeah. as I once was. There was yeah. something to the unknown of that world building, which is, again, like, flies in the face of someone like Tolkien. Yeah. Where, to a lot of people, there is something magical about mm. his historical accounts. Yeah. The detail that went into it. And knowing what happened in the past. Yeah, and it's the, the complete yeah. opposite yeah. in terms of, of, of what I want. Mm. And, and what I wanted was to imagine yeah. what happened. Yeah. I wanted to imagine... Like, what, like, the Jedi were prior mm-hmm. to that. I wanted to imagine what the Kessel Run was. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wanted to, like, I, I didn't ever necessarily need to see Coruscant. No. Coruscant, whatever. Yeah. Like, there it was. It's, yeah. it's mentioned in some of the Expanded Universe, but they do talk about it a lot, of mm-hmm. course. To be fair, I do love Shadows of the Empire, where they definitely describe it in there. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I feel like, in certain instances, mm-hmm. trying to really phrase this appropriately, yeah. too many details destroys a world, yes. which seems so counter. I know, yeah. It seems yeah. so counter. It really does. Um, yeah. I, I guess it just depends on the details. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Like it's, it's where you're putting your attention. Yeah. It's putting details in that can tell a story without necessarily having to tell the story sometimes. Yeah. Like can a show-not-tell really kind of thing? Yeah. I guess and that. I think that in terms of the the, the media that it's in mm-hmm. makes a difference as well. Yeah. It's difficult necessarily to do that in a book, yeah. I think, at times without kind of mentioning something more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a film, when you have a comic, when you have a video game, yeah. you get that opportunity, yes. I think, to, to you know, show, not yeah. tell, as you said. Well, look at, like, Dead Space. Yeah. It's perfect for a game. I couldn't imagine it being, like, a show. No, but it is a comic. Oh, okay. There, there is a comic as yeah. well, and it's just as horrifying. But again, it tells yeah. you a lot about it. Yeah. Um, but do yeah. you need it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh. And that's not, again, like, I, the Star Wars thing for a lot of people causes a lot of passion. Mm. And so I don't want you to walk away from this thinking I'm saying that the world building you may enjoy isn't good. Oh, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, for me, I didn't want it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just wasn't something I was looking for personally. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're wrong. That, that doesn't yep. mean I'm wrong. It's yep. just, I, it's not doing it for me. Nope. That's, that's, <laughs> that's like my thing with The Hobbit is like. It didn't do it for you. Well, that one's kind of tough because there was a lot of, there was a lot of padding involved. Yeah. But that's, that's. In the movies, especially. Thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, let's take like this little tiny story and stretch it out between yeah. three movies. Whatever. In like, you know, a couple of months. But like. There was a lot of stuff in there that I didn't really need. It didn't, even the, the parts that were verbatim for the story yeah. were, you know, built upon in a way that just didn't need to happen. Right, right. 
Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Yep. Um, so I, I guess it's kind of it for our lists. Um, I know we kind of talked actually about world building as a mm-hmm. whole as we go, mm. as we went along. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in terms of, like, the RPG, which I'm going to try to tie this back mm-hmm. into Horror Patrol. Hey! <laughs> our, um, yes. The RPG that was just launched on uh, Comic Pop in terms of world building. Mm-hmm. I got to play in a sandbox, which was nice. It was a sandbox yes. that already existed. A yep. lot of times in RPGs, you get that mm-hmm. opportunity. Um, the devil is in the details in both ways, shape, or form. Some of it is easy to to give those descriptors. Yeah. Some how of do it, you, yeah. How do you? Some of it I don't feel like I don't need to. Yeah. Everybody, I, I established in Harbor Patrol that's a small town. Mm-hmm. I can I can give you every minute detail, tell you the color of every single house. Yeah. That's just not the way I want but to tell I'm, a story. Yeah, I'm already getting visuals without yeah. having to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I have no problem with letting people put their own impression, like in, like in their imagination, as to what it looks like. Mm. You know yep. what I mean? Like, we live in Jersey. I know what a lot of shore towns look like. Yeah. But you may not. You might have a different idea mm-hmm. of, of shore towns. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you imagine what you want. As we go along in other things, I will probably end up giving more detail. Mm. Um, yeah. But I feel like if you're going to be telling an RPG story, you do need to have that detail ready. Mm-hmm. You got to have it in your pocket. Well, yeah, because at any point in time, I'm going to be like, well, what is this about? Yeah, what does this look like? Explain it to me. Like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like a character. Like, give me some more detail about this person. Right. But I think it also, you have to consider your players, your Mm -hmm. audience, um, which I think anyone writing a story, anyone writing a comic, anyone working on writing a video game or like a treatment for a show or a movie, I think you have to consider who it's for Mm. and, and consider... Do they want all of that? Yeah. Necessarily. If you're trying to get the Game of Thrones fans, Mm -hmm. they're going to want some details. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're just trying to, you know, do like an action, whatever sort of thing, Mm -hmm. you probably need less detail. People are going to be more focused on the story and the action than they are on the world. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, It's your own preference. Mm -hmm. There are some things that people will say you should never do. Okay. You know? Like, not following your own rules. Um, not being able to explain certain basic things. If you're telling a big, long, huge story and you mm-hmm. can't tell people where they get their food from, like, especially in an apocalyptic story, yeah, you, yeah. you got to have that kind of stuff ready to go. Even if you only know it, yeah. um, your characters may not know every detail, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah, because it could affect the story in its yeah. own way without blatantly, you know. Yeah, especially if you're doing, like, a comic, too. You need yeah. to be able to tell the artist certain, like, details. Yeah. And if the artist knows a lot about the world, then they'll be able to put things in the panels in the backgrounds. Like, yep. There's certain things you may want to see in there. Yeah. You don't want to make a big show of it, but it's there. No. So yeah. there's a lot to world building. There's I a think lot. We could probably have a, another one. show and yeah. just Sal will just do it. He'll just take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. Um, and these are just some of our favorite fictional worlds and universes. As we were going along, I just kept thinking of more. Yeah. Because there's just so many. Um, and you guys definitely helped us out with a lot of um, your opinions, yep. your your thoughts, your ideas. We loved hearing them. Um, I'll do one more super chat from Adam Azamoa saying, For anime, I have JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm. Uh, so good that they rebooted it. Wow. Um, for video games, I have God of War. And for comics, oh. I have Marvel's Ultimate Universe. God of yeah, War. Yeah, God of War is interesting because it takes... An established mythology, mm-hmm. you know, something completely yeah. 
Yeah. Potentially unrealistic. And plays with it. Don't strike me down, Zeus. We're having a storm outside. Because um, <laughs> he's a dick. Um, yeah, apparently. And like kind of turns it on its ear and then proceeds to take it and put it into another pantheon, which mm-hmm. is just incredible. Yeah. It follows its own rules, though. Yeah. 100%. Yep. So, and sticks to them. Yeah. It's good. And again, because it's a visual media, like mm-hmm. in terms of video games, being able to explore, able to do a lot of these show, don't tell. Yeah. You know, I don't want to live there either. No. Just don't. No. No. Um, <laughs> in terms of the ultimate universe, that's an interesting pull as well, because it's like the idea of the multiverse, of course, okay. and like taking the characters you know and love and putting them into this pocket universe and retelling their stories in totally different ways. Okay. And some of it being very successful and some of it being less successful. But it gives you a place to kind of play around with it. Yeah, exactly. I think for a lot of people, the most successful being Ultimate Spider-Man. And I have to agree on that one. It is a beautiful story of Peter Parker, one that hits a lot of notes. It's like, I recognize this from main Spider-Man while also giving you something completely different. Cool. And honestly, a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah for it and then we get miles out of it for some people who love and for some people who don't (laughs) depends on who you're talking to um but yeah i I definitely have to agree the ultimate universe is is a really cool place to be Mm -hmm. ironically created by bendis who is not everybody's favorite anything Mm -hmm. right now (laughs) yeah so what are you gonna do Um, but yeah, so maybe we'll do this in the, again in the future. Um, when you're seeing this later on in a repeat or whatever, and you're watching this on the channel, feel free in the comments down below to let us know what some of your favorites are. Yeah. Let us, give us, give us a heads up. What, yeah. what are you digging on? And what makes a good world or universe mm. for you? Yes. Because like I said, for a lot of people, I think there'll be a lot of crossover, but mm-hmm. for some people, there's going to be things that drive them crazy. Oh yeah. And some yeah. things that don't. Like for me, again, not, not hyper detailed. Yeah. Too much detail. I'm like... Okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Where's the story? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but some people, they just love that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a little thing for everybody. Yep. Um, but thank you so much for hanging out with us and uh, for being generally awesome um, and being cool with the fact that Sal was... I mean, look, cool or not, Sal wasn't here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're going to say it's cool. I didn't know where that was going, so it's... Here it is. So, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Don't forget, uh, if you want to help support the channel, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash to check out the different tiers there. Learn about all the different things you can get over there, like early access to a lot of our shows. Um, oh. Mystery box things <gasps> that we do. Boxes. Ooh, who doesn't want a box? I love boxes. And it's filled with things. Oh, that's even better. I know. I know. Maybe we'll get Ben to lick them from now on. <laughs> Just lick the inside of it, Ben. Ooh. Did you get a Ben Licked one? I don't know. Who knows? We're not going to do that. I think that's a real problem. That's I, I probably, think, that probably is. I, I feel like yeah. some government organization is going to come after yeah, us if I we think, do that. Um, we also do some streaming over on the Purple Channel, um, which may or may not happen tonight because we're doing this. I don't know what's happening yeah. with that. I, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. So give me wrong. No promises. But... Um, and don't forget to head over to our channel after you're all done and watch Harbor Patrol if you haven't already. Watch it. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's really if you awesome. never, If you're not into RPGs, maybe this will get you into yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you'll never be into them ever again after this. <laughs> we'll find the... out on your own. Yeah. I can't tell you because I liked it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. You got anything? Um. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) I'm Tiffany. I'm Danielle. Bye. Bye.